a Markers on the Map special event. As you all know, me and Blastwave have been working for the past couple of weeks to find a suitable episode of Markers on the Map's game place to air right here on the show. As you know, when our dearly departed friend Moon Yeller had, had landed, the storage unit for which the old episodes of Game Place were tucked away in was destroyed, and we had to salvage what we could. So the audio on those segments is a bit distorted. However, what we were able to preserve is the interviews that went along with those episodes. I owe that to my friend Blastwave, who has taken a keen interest in helping me preserve these old documents. To that, my friend, I say thank you. Oh, Gamekeeper, it was a pain. It was a pain. You don't know the countless hours it took me to find this footage. Lost tapes, lost videos, hours and hours of weird commercials I had to sit through. But I managed to find it. So oh, that's our last way really, really helping out, doing a great job. So, uh, where's Daniel and Robert? We're right here. We got here. We're here. Been here for like uh, 20 minutes now. I'm still yeah. thirsty. I'm winning on the water that I politely asked for. Uh, Green Bidoof, could you go give some water to our, our dear hosts? Sure, sure thing. Don't start without me. Five, Five minutes, minutes later. Alright, now that we're all refreshed, I hardly remember gameplays, Robert, but maybe a look will jog our memory. Shall we begin, Gamekeeper? Lights, please. Hi, I'm Daniel from Markers on the Map. When I wrote, directed, and starred in Markers on the Map's gameplays back in the early 90s, I had one goal in mind. That goal was to entertain. It was also to educate and to emphasize the way video games had become truly part of everyday life. Now, I worked on Markers on the Map's gameplays with a few of my good and most trusted friends. We had my friend Robert, we had our dear friend, Gameland's very own Gamekeeper, and we also had the Gamekeeper's brother, the Gatekeeper. Through the course of our show, a lot of our our, our fondest episodes were destroyed in a fire that was caused by the emergence of a titan in game land called Moon Yeller. Favorably, despite the fact that these things never aired, we did have someone go into that fire after everything was all nice and cleared, you know, fire was, fire was gone, and grab the tapes. Now, part of those shows were salvageable. Part of them were destroyed. So, during the episode, you may hear some interviews that me, Robert, and even the gamekeeper worked on for the show's eventual airing here in the early 2000s. It, it does pain me to say that the gatekeeper was destroyed uh, in, a, in a fight that not even the great noise blast himself could stop here, here in our sixth generation. So he will not be present in the interviews. But for right now, I'd like you to enjoy the 17th episode of Markers on the Map's Game Place. It is titled Dinosaur World. I'm Daniel from Markers on the Map. Gamer, director, actor, plus Pokemon Master. You are about to enter a world where games are real. You are entering the game place.
I don't know what kind of horrors lay within this egg. I must go to its director and leave it. I... I don't want that. I don't want the responsibility. I... I have to give it to him. My name is Dr. Connect. I work here at the Game Place Hospital. I'm standing on top of the roof, wondering, what have video games become? It was so simple back in the day. Hit a ball, hit it back, turn a knob. Now there's so many complexities. Choose your attacks, raise your level, dispense your stat points. It's all just become too much. I walk down the stairs, and there's my colleague, Dr. Six Axis. We call him Dr. Six for short. Hello, Dr. Six. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine, very fine. How have you been? I've been all right. You seem a little squeamish. What's going on? Just wondering about what games have become. Didn't they used to be so simple? I feel like I just had an inner monologue to myself all about the fact. Yes, I was here listening to it the whole time. Games have daily changed, but there's nothing we can do. We have to prepare for the worst and for the future. Hmm. Hello, gentlemen. Ah, if it isn't our friend the gatekeeper. It is old gatekeeper. How have you been today? Oh, I've been doing fine. Actually, my brother, the gamekeeper. Needs you in his office. He says it's an urgent matter. So why don't you go up those stairs, right there, and see what he needs. He's perturbed. Alright. Hello, Gamekeeper. How are you doing today? I just got off the phone with Al from Peacekeepers. He's not very happy, gentlemen. Hmm, not very happy. What's going on? Well, he says that our patients are not doing well in their game recovery. Oh, the crux of gameplay, am I right? The place transforms when people come in here. They're sick with games. Uh, I would be sick of games too if I had to sit there and look at the TV for three hours every day. Three hours? Our newest patient has been on the TV for over 24 hours straight playing some newfangled game that came out for the Super Nintendo. More than 24 hours? That's impossible. No man can actually handle that much TV. What game actually lasts 24 hours? It's not that it lasts 24 hours. It's that it's apparently so good that you want nothing more than to play it for over 24 hours. I need you to keep an eye on the patient, but I also have this. Well, what do you have, Gamekeeper? I want you to, the both of you, your friends, take this egg. It, it's, it's got polka dots on it. What kind of egg is this? And what kind, of la- what kind of thing laid this egg? I have no clue. Some mystery man dropped it off at the hospital earlier this morning. I need you to take it. And please, by all means, go see the patient. <sighs> Let me tell you something, brother. You sure you don't know what's inside that egg? I don't. <laughs> it's gameplay's gamekeeper. It could only be something dark and evil. 
we had no clue what we were in for when in the writing of this episode. The The idea was to do a Super Mario World-focused episode, so obviously what you're seeing on the screen is a Yoshi egg. We, we were supposed to pretend like we didn't know, because Mario World, in the, in the context of the show, had just released. It hadn't been out for, you know, a year as it has been um, at the point when we filmed it. It's been a while since I've looked back at that old footage, but the one thing I will say is they didn't preserve the audio. That's not even my voice. They didn't even hire me to come back to dub back my voice. That's not even the real me. They hired some other guy that I guess they worked at the studio. The Yoshi egg was actually made out of paper mache and aluminum foil, but it was very, 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 you know, delicate and it would always crumble up easy, so we always had to get a new egg every time we had to shoot something else. Looking back at this footage, I, I have to think of my brother, the gatekeeper. Now, he was somebody who believed that video games weren't for everybody, and he didn't really act for the show. He just kind of was himself. Now, he did perish, but he, he was just somebody who, who would always go around telling people to get good, and if you can't beat this game, then you don't need to play games. He really was a gatekeeper. Dr. Six, what, what is that in front of me? It, it looks like some kind of grass right here in game place. Yes, it's grass. Just hay. It looks like big hay. Long grass. No one's been cutting the grass. Where's the custodian to do this? As a matter of fact, do we ever see Sky inside the halls of game place? Because it feels like we're in the open air right now. No, we don't see any skies at all. It's very gloomy, very gray. The egg is shaking. What the heck? Why, why, that's a dinosaur! And a giant bullet headed our way! We gotta run! Oh, I guess we cracked the secret. Oh! What is going on? Is it one of Gameplace's classic transformations into a video game? Hmm, not sure. It has been a while since that's happened, since the last time the last game was... I believe it was E.T. That was a while ago. Yeah. Talk about a blast from the past. That one's a really old one, yet somebody came in here with E.T. fever and... The whole thing got weird. Let's take the egg over here. It, I feel like it's shaking is not a good sign. So before we knew it, the the entire soundstage had transformed into, you know, your basic dinosaur land, the first world of, of Super Mario World, where gameplay is... It, it's got a different tone to it than Mario 1 and 3, where you've got enemies that take, like, two hits to destroy. You've got Goombas that aren't really Goombas, and they, like, flip and you can throw them. Koopas are there, but things are starting to feel different, and the the overall sound of the game is kind of like a tropical feeling. It's been a while. I remember the last time we did we did the first one. There was a Lost Levels, I think, for the there was no Japanese sequel. Through was pretty alright, but it's very strange how they got the sky to change from a grayish to actually sunny blue, and it was very sunny out. But I don't know how they did that to this day. Even in the footage, you can clearly see I'm shocked that they changed the quality of the air and also the sky. Dr. Six, the, the egg, it, it's starting to crack. What, what do we do? I don't, I've, ne- I've mm. no experience with eggs. If the egg starts cracking, I mean, there's something inside, which means we just have to let it crack or help it. But I assume we just let it crack because it has to survive on its own. Uh, why, something's... Some, what is this thing? It's like a little frog-looking thing? Frog? I thought frogs don't lay eggs. I thought they had... I thought they were... No, frogs do lay eggs. But they're clear and they're squishy. This is a, obviously a dinosaur egg. Dinosaur? So what you're saying I'm holding in my hands is... Is a baby dinosaur from millions and billions of years ago? If it's not a dinosaur, then it's a very lost ostrich. Uh, well, I don't remember any ostriches that are green. Look, in that bush over there. A couple of berries. I think this little guy is hungry. Oh, yep, he's definitely hungry. I've never heard a stomach growl like that before. It seems saying a new term I've never heard. I think it said Yoshi. Hmm, Never heard of it. Let's feed him some of these berries. Oh, look, he likes them. 
So there's a part in Super Mario World close to the very beginning. It's either the first or the second level where you do get Yoshi. And later on in the game, you'll see that Yoshi is introduced as a, a... Like, there's different colored Yoshis. They're kind of babies. You feed them to make them grow. But the first Yoshi that you see just hatches from the egg. In, in the context of gameplay, we wanted to start the Yoshi out as a baby. And traditionally, you would eat berries to get one-ups from Yoshi, but he also provided Mario with an extra hit point, like, and a rideable companion that was actually faster. The premise of Yoshi is very hilarious, as we had multiple people working on the Yoshi mechanics. There were very, there's a lot of them, but what was really funny is, all the people wanted to get paid for, and was an oops, all berries, Captain Crunch cereal. Very strange. The interesting thing about the Yoshi in our show is that it was 100% practical effects. Now, nowadays, your Yoshi would be CGI or stuff like that, but it was important to the to the showrunners to use an actual, you know, puppet for the baby Yoshi, and, you know, a, a complex device later on in the episode when, when Big Yoshi would arrive. All right, all right. So we've got these grassy plains, but we've also got little platforms up there in the sky. Now, in the past five minutes, our Yoshi, Dr. Six, has grown exponentially. It seems like one could sit on top of him and ride him around as though a, a horse. That could be much very so, but if you look over there, do you see what I'm seeing? What do you see? It looks like a purple, purple dinosaur thing. It has wings on it, but it's also a dinosaur that has a horn, and I cannot tell what it is. Ooh. You know what? We should send the, uh, what did you say your name was again, friend? Lahoo! Uh, we should send the Yahoo to go smash that. I'm assuming this is some kind of platformer where you jump on one's head to, to defeat an enemy. So, go, mighty champion Yahoo! go! Hmm, this seems like a really good game. I wonder if it would be good as a handheld. Send out monsters to fight other monsters. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Ideas, 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 my dear friend. Alright, so the dinosaur has been destroyed, and, uh, looks like a pipe. Dr. Six, are we in a Mario game? This could well be the sequel to the way long-anticipated Mario. That wasn't announced until years ago. It was going to be years from now. Uh, our monstrous friend is beckoning us, pointing down the pipe. Do we go down, or do we try and live out the rest of our lives in these peaceful plains? Or do we go and try to reclaim our game place? I guess we go and claim what is ours, so we should follow him. He must know the way. Alright, let's go. Super Mario World is one of those interesting games, Robert, where the underground portions don't actually... It's, you know, a traditional Mario would have an underground part in, like, the second level. These don't actually come until, mm -hmm. like, World 2, I believe, is the first time where there's a... Like, at least in the general path, that there's an underground level. In the underground levels, it depends, because if you look, there are pipes that technically show, I guess, a little bit of underground level. But you're all right. The second second world, and I believe it's even the second level, does not is not until... I'm, try, I'm trying to really remember, but it's the second world, second level is an underground level. Yeah. And while we're at it, I have to say that Super Mario World might not be my favorite Mario game. I, I, I did replay it recently. It's very mechanically sound. But I just feel like mm. what drives me out of it is that they could have done a little bit more with the music because that classic Super Mario World like first level theme shows up so much. But I think that the music thing might be a problem with the Mario series as a whole. I mean, our most recent release was Sunshine, I think. Um, and that, that mm -hmm. did a lot of cool things with the music. Not my favorite, but I think as a whole, the series has a, a, a bit of a problem with repetitive music. I mean, yeah, but maybe it's because you look at Mario. It was the first one out. 
Then look at Donkey Kong. Came out way later, so obviously they understood how the mechanics and the system work. Could you imagine if if we had done a Donkey Kong Country episode? The show had been long gone before Donkey Kong Country even came out. This is one of the last episodes of, of Markers on the Map's gameplays. Yeah, could be imagine that, an episode just Donkey Kong. Yeah. There's all kinds of interesting things down here. There are there are turtles, red turtles with spikes on their heads that just stick to the ceiling of certain areas. It's it's cavernous. It's spooky. There's bats. It's almost like we're in a void down here. Um, platforms are moving up and down, Doctor Six, and this this Yoshi friend of ours just seems to be going through it no sweat. He's going through it no problem, no sweat at all. This Kate thing is very strange. It seems like we could fly, but I cannot understand how to levitate with this. Uh, that uh, red turtle thing. Why it had to be turtles? Is it even a turtle? I cannot tell. It seems like one of those Koopas, but it's so dark down here. And the feather that gave us the cape. There's no room for flying down here. We need to get back up to the surface. Koopas. Impossible. Bowser's been taken out long ago. That's true. We did take Bowser out in one of our old adventures. Then there was that one guy, the frog, Wart. Do you think that this Yoshi guy, as he's been come to know now, is, is related to this Wart? It could be, but it was all a dream, remember? All a dream. True, true. And as we know, Game Place is not a dream. It is absolutely a real transformation happening in front of our very eyes. Obviously, this is a very early 90s show. We did have to have those things where it's like, no, this is totally real. Whereas you can see, obviously, these are sets. Am I right, gamers? Yeah, you can clearly see their sets. You can even see one guy's hand or head come over to like one of the rocks in the back. Yoshi, you can clearly see someone's puppeting him underneath. But we tried our best to really preserve and show that this might be a real place. Looks like there's an upwards pipe. I guess if we just jump through, we'll be like Mario and, and end up in the overworld again, right? Yeah, that's how it should work. Gravity doesn't work that way, but we should just try going up the pipe. Alright, let's hop on the Yoshi's back and hop on up. Ready? Yeah. Now what do we have out here? Bridges in the sky? Did we go up too high? Did this thing, did this pipe shoot us out too high, Dr. Six? I believe if we look outside, we're above the clouds. We are way too high up in the sky. We are on a mountain. If only you could fly, or at least hover, Yoshi, but I don't think you would be able to do that until the next game. Wink, wink. So how are we going to get through this? We're just going to have to jump? But the bridge is falling. It's collapsible bridge. Like, I'm scared. I don't like heights. Interesting. Very interesting. Um... I maybe guess that we can try platforming and try our very best and not trying falling off. Also, what if, hear me out, we just jump off the dinosaur? You know, use him as a extra boost. Hmm, I don't think we're quite ready to sacrifice our friend yet. It seems like a long fall and I wouldn't want it to get hurt. But maybe, per perchance maybe, in the future, if we were, you know, trying to cross some lava, we may have to sacrifice our friend. Wink, wink. Oh, me. Maybe if he falls off a bridge, he'll learn to fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Dr. Six. Always the humorist. <laughs> well, we made it through the platforming section. Our friend is unscathed. We've got these capes. We've learned how to fly. And we've got these cool flowers that give us fire powers. But he can also spit mm. fire out, our friend Yoshi here. So See, it depends on what the turtle he eats. Seems like red will be fire. And yellow is strength and stomps the ground. Mm. Green is just a regular green I was like, what is green? Is nothing. it grass? <laughs> does nothing. It just seems to do nothing else. It just spits it mm. out. Which is a shame. Green is my favorite color. Fair shame. Anyway, we're headed to an area that's kind of on the ground, but there's some water underneath here. So Mario World is interesting in the fact that there's water in the levels. 
um, unlike like the original mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros. Mario Bros. 3 has levels where you go into water too, I believe, but this one doesn't have too many actual water stages. There's like one in the like the main path and then the ghost ship later on. Um, but it doesn't rely too much on those water levels. There are levels that have water at the bottom where fish will like jump out and get some of the cheap cheeps will like try to eat you from the water. But this doesn't have too many of those really obnoxious Mario levels where, you know, things are chasing you in the water like that. I always found that interesting about Mario World. It seems that Daniel has forgotten that there actually are some parts of the water world where there's an enemy that's only in one level and you can only see it in that one level. And he forgot most of the secrets in Rainbow Roads and all that. Now, you might have talked to Robert. I, I, I do often replay Super Mario World. I am a fan. But from now and then, I don't go for a lot of the secrets. I've done the secrets once. I thought they were fine. Very difficult compared to the rest of the game. But, you know, it's not my favorite thing to go back and look for all the secrets. Get all the coins. But uh, as somebody who wanted to complete the game at first, that's totally what I did. Speaking of Yoshi coins, those Yoshi coins, they're real. Those were real coins. Those were really heavy. They were very... They were, a hazard on set if that thing fell on you you could possibly break a neck or even a leg i remember them using really kind of sturdy metal for those yoshi coins so i i agree i i did not feel safe with the yoshi coins especially sometimes when they fell through the air or off the strings that they were attached to that you can totally see looking back at the at the footage you can see the strings you can see how thin they were it wasn't like a stage wire you know coming out of the water it was weird. I could use the fireballs under the water, Dr. Six. Yes, we could use fire underwater. That is a head scratcher, isn't it? Yes. I, I, it's funny you say that. I'm scratching my head right now. Might want to get that checked out. <laughs> Yoshi's beckoning to us again. He's saying, come hither, come hither. I found a dome. Mm. So this is a lot of underground stuff, but it's like above ground? Interesting. We cross through the vanilla dome, as it's called fighting some underground levels and enemies and bats just like we had fought before, and we find ourselves face-to-face with a forest. And that forest, to me, it just looks like a regular forest, doesn't it, Dr. Six? Something ears coming out of that forest. I don't like it. Don't like it one bit. What What could it be? I don't know. It has an eerie presence to it. It's a giant worm. It's what? It's a giant worm. No possible way. No giant worms exist. They've been long gone. They've extinct millions of years. Here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have our friend Yoshi jump on top of that worm. Yoshi, jump on top of that worm. Oh, no. It got angry? It didn't... It wasn't felled by our friend Yoshi? It got angry? It's coming right for us. Uh-oh. 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 Run! Uh-oh. <laughs> Run! <laughs> I think we escaped its evil gaze. But, Dr. Six, look at where we're at. We're right where we started. We are. So the Forest of Illusion is an interesting part of Super Mario World. It, it, it harkens back to the days of, uh, this is not a long game, but we don't want you to beat it during the rental period. So how about we toss in the fact that you need to find one of the game's many secret exits to kind of find your way out of the maze-like Forest of Illusion, um, which is like... It's the fifth world, but the fourth world, just going on a normal run, is mostly a bridge level and a fort. Um, obviously, forts weren't introduced into the episode until later on, but we do have this Forest of Illusion, and we really wanted to capture the idea that the Forest of Illusion was a maze. It was just the parking lot with green bushes and leaves everywhere. That it took. We got many complaints that day of people talking about they couldn't find parking that day. They told us they got we got permission, we got it written up. No one got permission. We just did it. In the Forest of Illusion, there's 
Correct me if I'm wrong, Robert, but doesn't every level have a secret exit, or is it just, like, a handful of them? Because I feel like there's every- there's some levels that have secret exits that just continue pulling you around in circles. And then there's one mm-hmm. later on where you have to, like, jump into a pipe or something. Or there's one in the ghost. Is it the ghost house one that takes you to the main path? I just did this the other day, but I cannot remember. So, you enter the first world... There's a, you, I believe you just do that one regular. Then you enter the water world. There's a keyhole that enters to a different path. That one you do regular. It's the last one towards the bottom that has a sort of a secret path. Force of Illusion, sort of, if you speed run it, you go in a circle. But if you take your time, go down all the, all the pipes, you'll find all the secrets and pathways. And eventually you'll go through it. But it's that third oh, one okay. where if you're not going down the pipes and you just go into the regular route, you're just going to keep going in a loop. Yeah. And I think Chaco Mountain also has a level that you need to get the secret exit from where you have to, like, mm-hmm. fly really far past where the actual goal is just to get past it. Yes. Speaking of Chaco Mountain, that scene's headed our way. How do we get out of the forest? Yoshi's pointing up there, but that seems like a tough jump. Mm, I don't know. We must f- follow his rules, right? This is his island. He knows where everything's at. Okay. Grab hold of us if we fall, friend. We jumped up the blocks, and we went down the pipe, and lo and behold, there was the goalpost? And this goalpost, the the trees and the forests are starting to clear, Dr. Six. It's amazing. They are. Look, there's the exit. What is this? The exit is leading to a mountain? Does Does our sorrow know no bounds here? I don't know where we're going, but this is a very dangerous route. Very dangerous. We should not be going any forward. Well, we have to if we want to see this through to the end and, and, and fix our precious gameplay hospital. There are, there are fire-breathing dinosaurs here and tricky jumps. I don't know what to make of it. Chaco Mountain, I think, in concept, is a cool area and it's got some nice levels, but I think it's still haunted by the fact that the regular 1-1 theme is still playing when I feel like... Maybe I'm just a, like more into the music of Sonic, but I feel like they could have changed up the music in in Chaco Mountain a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they could have, you know. Uh Chaco Mountain was a very weird level because it does the same thing where there's a route you have to take and it's like you have to go under the the finish line and go You have to fly out, kind of, like really thing. far to the right. Yeah. On like Chaco it's Mountain like right 3 under. or something. Yeah, it's right before the Midway Castle, I yeah. think. It's like somewhere around there. But, I mean, most of those are pretty fine. I think this is where it starts getting too difficult, too. Yeah, it's, the difficulty starts to ramp up, and I'm assuming that's because if you got to Chaco Mountain, you've found some secrets, so they know you've been exploring and experimenting with levels. Mario's always been one of those games that very much organically evolves as you play it. So the difficulty is not a spike as much as it is natural progression. Mm-hmm. I also like the fire-breathing little Triceratops things. They're very cute. They're pretty cool. Oh, we've been climbing up this mountain, Dr. Six, all day long. Ugh. And what on earth is that up there? Some kind of house at the top of the mountain? This is very strange. Very strange. My legs are very getting very tired. The Yoshi looks scared of this house. Relax there, mm. companion. We'll be fine. Give him some consoling words, Dr. Six. Well... Mm, nothing we should be worried about. Nothing to be worried about at all. We'll get through this. All right. It's cold inside the house. Dr. Six, are you are you seeing what I'm seeing? Something covering up its face. 
It's a ghost. Ghost, you say? Huh? Ghost ain't real. In no possible way. That cannot be true. This must be some type of lighting machine. It's it's befooling our eyes. I'm gonna turn around. You tell me if the ghost moves. Did it move? No. What if? All right. What? One second. Look. Look at that mirror behind us. Okay. Behind you. Look You're at looking the mirror at behind me. All right. I'm gonna turn around and look at that mirror. Now is it moving? It's moving. It's moving, Doctor Six. The ghost oh, is moving. Turn. 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 Turn around. Turn around. Now he's covering his heads again. The ghost houses in Super Mario World are in almost every one of the worlds, and they are, they're fine. They're all puzzle platformers, basically. Sometimes you will have to, like, trigger Mm -hmm. a door with a switch that shows up, and you'd have to make sure you've gotten the coins before you go into the door. Other times you will have to, like, um, there will be, like, a train of ghosts that is like zipping around and you have to find a way to um, use the ghosts that turn into cinder blocks to climb your way up. Some of them will have like a giant boo that will chase you. Some of them have these like green orbs that slam down. They're very interesting ghost houses, but honestly in in any Mario game up to this point, um, including Sunshine, which has a ghost hotel level, um, the ghost houses were never my favorite parts of the game. I'm, I'm more of a straight through normal platformer type of person. So the ghost houses while it's a nice change of pace, they're just fine to me. The ghost house were always something I preferred, maybe, in the Mario games. Some of them are okay, some of them are alright. I think 3, I don't think 3 had any. Maybe it had a couple ghost areas, but never a ghost world. So, some of them had two worlds. Some of them two, I mean, I think World 2 had, like, two ghost houses. But some of them Wait, One was a secret ghost extra, house, right? Yeah, one was a secret ghost house. Most of the time, you do have to go through them. I believe only the first world doesn't have a mm-hmm. ghost world. We've been walking through this house, the, 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 the floor goes on and on, the stairs up, down, left, right, back and forth, forward and backward, but what I see in the distance there is, is, a, is a ship, so I guess we're going back into the water. Mm, the ship is sunken, do you really want to go back in there? It seems like the only logical way forward. There's hundreds of ghosts in here. Dr. Six, it's like we don't stand a ghost of a chance. <laughs> I crack myself up. What's wrong, buddy? I've learned how to speak his language in the course of our adventures. He's telling us there's nothing but danger ahead. We need to we need to emerge, for there is a fortress of nightmares that is the final peril of game place. We're going throughout this entire ship, but look, we have to go through that pipe. So this is where it leads, the fortress, and we go through the pipe. Now we are falling. Ah! Ah! Yoshi, catch us! He got us. We're safe. Look at that green, shiny orb. It's like, I don't know what it is. We have to take it. Does Yoshi say so is okay? Well, if he says so, am I right, gamers? (laughs) Then we must. Now, what's in front of us is a series of fortresses and castles the likes of which I've never seen something so complex and and disturbing in our very gameplay's halls. So unlike the game where you have a fortress or castle at the end of every world where you face a boss, in the show we turned that into a gauntlet. So Super Mario World has interesting fortresses and castle levels. They're pretty short, but I actually prefer them I think to any of the other games like obviously i don't like the castles that much in, in super mario bros in three they're pretty cool but four just there's something about the song that plays and i think that is the greatest track 
in, in Super Mario World. Um, obviously, you have Thwomps and Little Thwomps, and you've got Dry Bones here. Um, these are all carryovers from Super Mario Bros. 3, but you've just got this, like, really eerie, almost, like, scary vibe going. Sometimes there's cool gates where you can climb on and, and like, punch the wall to flip it around so that you're on the other side. You can do some, like, simple combat that way. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the castle and fortress levels in, in Mario World. I think they're top of the line here. Yeah, some of the castles are pretty alright. I think boss battles are honestly pretty easy, but the castle designs pretty well. I think Castle 3 was probably my least favorite. That castle had that wizard Kamek guy. I didn't like him very yeah. much. He's very annoying. Kamek would later show up in Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, as you know one of the major antagonists. But for right now, he was just like the magic Koopa. And in some of the fortresses later on, you would have to like get him to shoot some of his magic at the blocks to destroy them so that you could get through. I think it was either in the the seventh world or the sixth world castle or like Bowser's castle itself. But I wasn't a fan of that part. But hey, small things to complain about in in an otherwise great set of levels. The bosses, as for the bosses, we we made those a little more difficult in the show. Um, normally, you could just you know step on. On the tilting platforms ones, you could, like, jump on them twice, they'd fall off. And the ones where they run around, you just jump up when they jump down, smash them down. Um, then there's the pipe ones where they come out of the pipe, you just hit the right one and not the enemy. It was a very, very basic set of rules for the bosses jumping off of that Mario 3. In stark contrast to Mario 2, which had really complex and complicated bosses where you're picking up and throwing things, stuff like that. But, you know, the bosses were not the best part of Mario World. I'm so tired. Are we almost there? Seems to be almost done. This seems to be the last world. Look at that giant castle. That has to be the fortress whoever's running this show. Alright, we have defeated so many unique Koopas. Named Koopas. That weren't just regular ones. They had to have been the same ones from Mario Bros. 3. Which is concerning. They have to. Because you know who's after that. Bowser. I don't even want to think about his name. Nor do I want to think about his ugly mug. Dr. Six. I, I often think about how if we found the secret exit at the beginning of this part, we could have just gone in through the back, right at the boss area. But we've gone through a gauntlet here. Numbered rooms. We we had this dark area that we couldn't see in, and, and why there's a giant red door over there. And look what's in front of us. A giant chasm of lava. We have to cross it. None of us can jump that far. We can make it. How so, Dr. Six? Just you and I. Are, are you insinuating what I think you're insinuating, Dr. Six? It is the only hope we have to restore... Well, we have to think about it. Is our friend Yoshi a part of Game Place's transformation, or is he a real thing? He'd never heard of Yoshi before this all transformation happened, so how do we... That's your answer right there. And I've never heard of an egg with green polka dots on it. Nope, never. Yoshi's looking at us with confidence, as if to say, it's okay. Because in our travels, I've learned to telepathically communicate with our friend Yoshi. He's beckoning us. He'll make the sacrifice. We can make the jump. Let's do this. Ha. Ha. Should we say a few words? Words will not describe what he has done. It is because of Yoshi that Gameplays will see another day. Let's go take this guy on. This Bowser. I gotta hand it to Nintendo for the Bowser fight, for being 
like in a game with very simplistic boss fights the bowser fight does add this dimension of like doing something you don't like doing something that like getting secrets would get to you through the game throwing things up but if you weren't looking for secrets specifically you might be a little lost in this but the idea is that this is where bowser's famous clown car comes from and he's moving around the screen sometimes he's bouncing and then you have the the mechanical koopas the toys that you have to throw up at him he takes about six hits if i remember correctly and in between phases he'll like shoot down fire and everything and all the while princess peach is trying to um yell out from the clown car i do think this is a great set piece for super mario world yeah, the set of Bowser's. I mean, his castle is very lavish. I don't know how he got this on Dino Island. He must have done this before any of this. Even I mean, happened, the prop but... master did such a great job with the castle. I was floored. Oh, he better did. better than a lot of movies at the time and here in the early '90s when things were on more of a budget. We spared no expense for for this episode of gameplay. All all the lava was was just orange flavored gelatin, just crunched up and moved through a air pipe inside a big old tub so when the yoshi puppeteer fell in there he you know yeah he had a delicious snack going down along unfortunately the, way. the yoshi puppet did get destroyed in the fire so we we were not able to salvage it along with the episode it would have been good to have here in the background of the of the interviews i think right yeah probably like right there all right we've taken down bowser it feels good and everything is starting to vanish into sparkling dust i shudder to think what would have happened if we went into that you know that other place that secret place because on our way here you remember that door you open it up and it looked like we're like walking in space i wasn't i wasn't too sure about that one dr six that one was been very strange but also how did bowser manage to get cannonballs in his ship how must be that darn video game logic that makes no sense here in game place but look everything is turning back to normal we must go see the gatekeeper. And we walked up to the gamekeeper's room and entered. Gentlemen, I assume your mission is complete? And that you've seen the patient? Uh, we haven't seen the patient yet, but the mission is complete. So you got rid of... We got rid of what was changing gameplay, sir. Excellent. I'll phone Al from Peacekeepers. I'm sure he'll be delighted with the progress we've made, gentlemen. Now, if you leave me, I have things to take care of. Dr. Six, let's go see that patient. Hmm, yes, we should. But seems strange, doesn't it? What? The patient. Was it with us the whole time? Was it the Yoshi? Wait a second. In that room over there. Whoa! The Yoshi was the patient? And he lives? He made it all along. He made it all the way through. Look at him. He's perfectly fine. Nothing to, not a single scratch I'm on telepathically him. communicating with the Yoshi. He says he created a vision of himself to aid us on our travels through transformed game place and that we did a good thing, Dr. Six. Almost brings a tear to my eye. Hold that thought, Dr. Six, Dr. Connect. Gatekeeper. Come here. All right. And we followed the gatekeeper outside of game place. I have Carter with me. Carter? We're filming a show. So the gatekeeper had an apprentice of sorts, uh, a, a, a guy, his name was Carter. He was a writer. And the problem that we always mm-hmm. seemed to have is that the scenes with Carter weren't part of the show, yet the gatekeeper always found a way to make sure that our interactions with him were in the show. So what you see it's is, is you... me and Robert talking with the gatekeeper and Carter. 
not knowing that these would eventually end up in most episodes. Very strange. Carter was, wasn't even meant to be on the set. Carter was just an extra that was just there, and he just took a liking to him. I don't know why he did. He seemed to be very arrogant and annoying, but, you know, he's just there. We, eh, we played along with it. So Carter's got something for you. He's a bit of a writer, as you know. And why I, I described to him a premonition, and he wrote it down for you. Take a look. Get this, Robert. A 64th Mario game. I mean, there's only four Marios, so we gotta still go through all 60 of the rest of them. And this is apparently a couple of years out. So we're gonna have 60 Marios before the, it comes out? Or is it... I don't, why is it called 64? Look, I don't make the rule. I just listen to what the gamekeeper says, and I transcribe it into a glorious... Call it a rumor, but I'm sure that the premonitions that our friend has don't lie. Now, go ahead, read some of it. All right, Carter. It says there's fully three-dimensional exploration and camera movement. There is 120 different objectives in the game. There is there is flying, there is races, there is red coin challenges all in fully explorable areas, there's mountains, there's snow worlds, there's grassy plains, there's lava worlds, there's swimming, there's power-ups like a metal power-up, it's just, there's not 64, there's not 60 more years in between now and, you know, a couple years from now. It sounds just like a fever dream, doesn't sound real at all. Listen, gentlemen. The gatekeeper knows all. He's he's a dear friend of mine, and I've not known him to be wrong. Well, we're kind of filming the end of a show right now, Carter. Gatekeeper, you know we're filming a show. <sighs> Just thought I'd let you all in on that. Now, Carter, come with me. There's something on the television that I think you need to see. Yes, gatekeeper. Let's Let's go finish the episode, Robert. I guess. I don't know. These guys are kind of weird. We're sitting at the top of the roof, reflecting on our day. I can't believe it was the Yoshi the whole time. I feel bad that he had to go through that, but at least Gameplace and, and the Yoshi himself are safe and sound for now. You should listen to what he's saying, Connect. He's saying there's other Yoshis like him. Different colors, different powers. Very interesting. Surprised we didn't see him along our journey. Maybe, maybe to look at the future, we have to look back to the past when things were simpler. Maybe there's some secrets we miss along the way. Maybe we could go back and check him out with our new friend Yoshi. I look forward to doing that. Another victory for gameplay, am I right? Hmm, right. Very true. And you know, I think we're in for a world of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Always a trickster. <laughs> Meanwhile. Now, Carter, the things you've seen today can only mean one thing. Let me tell you something, brother. The real future of Gameland was the friends we made along the way. Isn't that right, my friend? So the episode ends there. That was probably one of my favorite episodes of Gameplay. So it really came together at the end. It had a positive message. It had good morals. It was it was fun for everyone. And like I said, my my one goal for 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 Gameplay was to entertain, but also to educate and environment and energize and every other word that starts with e that was the one thing yeah uh when we were filming that was pretty weird uh tragedy struck later there's a fire kind of took out mostly everything just between you and me camera guy i kind of started the fire yeah 
I try to plug in my Nintendo to Sega uh, Gen- uh, Genesis uh, power cord. Uh, it didn't work. Very bad idea. But, I mean, the insurance check kind of came through and kind of is going to cover everything and all the damages. Most of the footage was saved. So we got to be clear about something. The fire was started because of some kind of power thing between a Genesis and, and a Nintendo. Totally not in our control. Um, but future generations will blame this on the emergence of, you know, Moon Yeller. And I just want to be clear. It, it, it wasn't Moon Yeller. Yeah. So there it was, a surprise episode of Game Place. What did you all think? It's a show that we did, Robert. Yeah, it was a while back. I don't remember much about it anyways. But I'm surprised that most, some, maybe not even, I'm almost all, I think all the footage is kind of saved. Blast Wave, is there more? This was so cool, was there more? No, we went through everything. Footage is all there. That's all that's left. Well, what a great episode to, to, to have preserved after all of these years. I actually, I do have a reserve of gameplays, Blastwave, that we have not looked at. But those are secret archives. The, the footage is too damaged to get any enjoyment out of. But if you'd like to help me restore them, to preserve them, for historical accuracy's sake, then you're welcome to. But for right now, Marker's crew, it's time to say goodbye for the week. Your regularly scheduled Markers on the map will return next week. Talking about games and news, just as always. So for right now, the real game place was the friends we made along the way. <laughs>